is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Here, my co-host, TJ. Terry Jackson, that Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Man, just to start the show, I want, I want to start saying that uh, hats off. You know, we got D working with, you know, hats off Terry D. You know, send me a text about let's make it happen. Let's do this thing. Right on. So, second thing is, you know, uh, I think you could say we're good friends, right, Terry? Yeah, I think we're all right, love. Yeah, when I mean, you got to miss something, you got to take your punishment from a friend, right? Sure, you should. You, you just, yeah. You got yeah, on your I'm going to take my punishment this time, but I do want to say for the record, for the listeners, that we still hold the record in me, you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, James? The football gods have smiled down on me this week. And I almost wasn't going to be able to make the show today because of previous engagement, but that fell through. So I'm thinking the football gods are saying no. This is the change. You deserve it. You deserve it. So, um, well, here we are, love. And this isn't going to be easily forgotten. You know me. I've been, I've been pretty easy on you. You talked a lot of stuff. Well, you know what's funny is, Well, you know what's funny is, we got Glover alive, but before Glover came, I mean, I guess you guys have been calling me. I think I've been, think I've been avoiding y'all because my Eagles lost, but. No, I haven't. I was sick, and then I've been traveling. But, yeah, were you there? Yep, I'm there. How you doing, love? What's up, PJ? <laughs> How you doing, love? Oh, man. It's only 79 degrees in San Diego today. <laughs> well, at least you went up four more degrees than last week, right, love? <laughs> right, right. You're absolutely right. I heard uh, part of the conversation, and TJ going to say the guys uh Signed down on them. It wasn't the guys. Them old sorry Cowboys finally won a game. That's what it was. It oh no, no, no. The love, love. No, no. You, you gotta hear the whole thing. I had a previous engagement, love. I had a previous engagement. I almost missed the show. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the football Cowboys. guys that are giving me, you know, the ability to be here, so I could face Mr. Love. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Your, your engagement would have been the Cowboys lost three in a row. That would have been your engagement if they were lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say about them ifs. <laughs> hey, you're right. TJ Love can't say nothing about them ifs, can he? No, no. And, and that's the only thing I'm talking about, Glover. You know, I, I sit up here and I talk about my Cowboys when they do good. I talk about them when they do bad. I don't make no excuses, right? We, we sit here and we analyze it. Hey, you're, so you're, not, do I not put the analyzation on it? 
don't know. You're consistent. You're not like love. You don't cover up. You're consistent. Right. Right. You know. So the whole point behind this win is, Mr. Loving, love doctor, you cannot talk about the Cowboys in that sense anymore because the Philadelphia Eagles are a lot worse off than the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, that's the whole point I'm trying to prove to you. That's it. All right. Now we can we can start anew because I'm 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 that kind of guy. But you stay off my cowboy. But you know something funny is you know you call me like after they lost like a million times you know, and then Glover called me. Man. Y'all want the Eagles to be bad so bad. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want them, man. Glover like I know Glover wants to rub it in on me. I know you Terry. I like okay these guys just called me about that. They're not yeah. calling me actually. How you feeling? What's up with your ego? What's going on with these ego guys? You know, I don't know. But, love, you make it such a competition for me that it's, you know, I, I can't help myself. But the bottom line is is that Philadelphia is just at the bottom right now. And they're, you know, they're running on a, a bad offensive line. They're not blocking for Vic. They're not blocking for, for this new quarterback. And they've got, I mean, they've got, uh, you know, signs that they can be good. I mean, they've got a big play receiver in in in, in Jackson. Um, we know they can get the ball downfield. Uh, they got a good tight end. Their defense is lacking. They're not stopping the run, and their offensive line is not protecting Mike Big. They let Dallas run back a, a punt, you know, for a touchdown. I think Dallas scored two defensive touchdowns, which you know they're capable of doing that when the defense is playing well, but. You know, I think the Eagles are just down. Um, they're, they're, that's what's going on with them. Now Mike picks out. He's hurt. He probably won't play this week. Uh, it's going to be a rebuilding period for, for Philadelphia. And, and it's sad to say, but they're probably going to end up getting rid of Reed. Um, a lot of people will say it's time for him to go. I don't know. I don't follow Philly very well. But, you know, the players have to play and the coaches have to coach. Um, but they're down right now. Uh, I mean, there's no excuse for them. They're just They're just down. They're playing with backups. What can you say? What do you think, Lo? Well, you know what? First, let me let me let me let me stop you with what you were saying earlier because I did call to check on you and see how you were doing about your cold. So <laughs> don't say I was trying to call to rub in the eagle. We've, we've had this conversation time and time and time again. Are the are the eagles bad? Yes, they are. Is it is it from the top to the bottom? Yes, it is. But the biggest problem is they don't. Michael Vick put them in a situation the other, the other week where they come back and get a score at, off of a turnover. So they score, go up. What does the defense do? They come back in on defense and let the team drive all the way down the field with the clock running out to score another touchdown. So that has nothing to do with Michael Vick. Is he getting is he getting time to throw the ball? No. I mean, this man gets hit when he's passing, when he's handing the ball off in a run. I think they hit him when he's on the sideline. The man just doesn't have a chance. You know, he just does not have a chance. Play calling is bad, playing is bad, coaching is bad. It's just it's a bad situation. Does does Andy Reid need to go after 14, 15 years? You know what, maybe the writing's on the wall. Maybe they're just not performing up the expectations for Andy Reid. But it's, it's not just the quarterback or the running game or the blocking or the receiving or the defense. It's, it's an overall problem. You know, it's just a team and a franchise problem. They went out and spent all that money on those guys and nobody's performing up to expectations. But 
the, the you know, whiteness or the, you know, the, the silver lining in the cloud is they all want to Vic out. So now he's on the injury. So now let's see what this uh, backup quarterback coming come in and can do because that's what they've been wanting for the last two games anyway. Oh, and, and you made a good point, Glover, and too, um, Terry, that we're looking at it and, and all these players are putting up. I mean, the guy they went and got from uh, Oakland, Osawa, what's his name? I can't say his name. But he's been playing horrible. He can't make no tackles. I, mean, I don't think, if you looked at that game, there was a sense of urgency. If you playing on Sunday night like they were playing, and you would want to go out there and play your heart. It seemed like the Eagles just, like, didn't even care. You know, like, and I, I think I actually – did, did they give up, guys? Well, I don't think so. I mean, and I think they played as well as they could play because if you look at, uh, what was it, the third quarter or toward the second quarter, uh, Tony Romo had no time to play. He got sacked almost, I think, three times in a row. Uh, the defensive line, they were, they were playing to play. Um, you know, they put up a fight. I, I don't, I don't think they gave up. I, I, I can't, I can't say that. Dallas was down. Um, and these guys were playing hard, but I just don't think collectively as a team they're 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 all on the same page, especially the defense. Um, and they allowed Dallas to come back. That special teams return hurt them. Um, but I think Philly were giving it a fight. I don't think they gave up. Glove, go over. You know what? I I agree. I agree, TJ. I don't. I'll never say guys at that level give up. You know, they may not just be performing to expectations. You know, sometimes. You'll say they're having a bad game or they're having a bad day. It just seems like everything going on in Philadelphia, they're having a bad couple of games or, or, you know, a bad three or four games. And at some point, you know, from within, they need some type of spark or something to happen. You know, it's, it's like two games back when Michael Vick ran out the pocket and got him within scoring distance. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, the old Michael Vick is back. Then the next series, he's sitting in the pocket and he won't run. So I don't know what's going on with him from a mental standpoint or, or what they're saying to him, but at some point, he needs to just say, forget about what everybody's saying and thinking and just go out there with the rest of them. They just need to play football, get back to the basics. You know, I, I talked to uh, Jay Hannum. He was out there. He was at the game. and You know, he tailgated and everything. He said it's just, it's just rowdy. Um, he said anybody can be in trouble. You know, uh, the coach, you know, you got people talking about the coach, get rid of the coach. You got people talking about getting rid of players or, I mean, so, you know, you got to deal with the Philadelphia fans as well. Um, and there's just a lot of things. And I think, I, I think this is going to be it for Andy. I, I mean, it's sad to say, but maybe, maybe it's time for him, you know. Well, I got two points. One of them is, don't read the calorie one because Terry got a little magic chair that he sits at at home. I'm right, Terry. A magic chair. I wish it was a magic glove. It was a magic chair glove. He sits there, you know, and the Cowboys do good, you know. That's his chair. So, the second thing is, my thing is, why every time we everybody talk about Michael, the expectation, and then you got Rivers over at San Diego that they should, and all these other quarterbacks, you know, that both have the same expectation that Michael has, but they're not getting the focus as the uh, Eagles are. Why is that? Well, I think they are. I mean, if you look at the Dallas Cowboys, uh, we talked about Tony Romo. It was Tony Romo's team. He's supposed to be the leader of this team. Why is he not leading these guys? Michael Vick, he's supposed to be the leader of this team. Why is he not leading these guys? Same thing with Phillip Rivers, okay? every You know, they have these expectations every year of, of, of San Diego. 
and they never seem to be able to live up to him. But this is still a Rivers team. He's got to lead him to, you know, I mean, it's it's behind every quarterback. I think now it's it's on the Eagles' left because they're the most relevant team that's, you know, that there is to talk about. I mean, how can you go from being, a, you know, the top of the NFC to, to the bottom of the NFC in, in a year? I mean, they, they fought last year. They beat the Cowboys twice last year. I think they beat the Giants once, if I remember right. So, yeah, it's relevant to talk about. It's relevant. Glover? Well, the reason, you're, you're right, TJ, but the reason we all seem to shine our spotlight on the Eagles is because when they put this team together that spring two years ago, everybody came out running, running their mouth about, oh, this being the dream team, it's the best team in the NFL, so they came out with a lot of chatter prior to even the season starting. So at that point, you got to remember also, Vic just you know got out from his. He just came back from his vacation, so the expectations were high. And so once they started performing, you know everybody was in the media. Everybody was saying things, and you know Vic was trying to get that black cloud from over his head. So you know they kept they continued to talk, and so the light shine just like in Dallas you know you guys are talking about the quarterbacks think about it Jerry Jones continues to run his mouth to keep the spotlight on the Cowboys if Jerry Jones would stop talking I'm not saying people wouldn't pay attention to the Cowboys but the spotlight wouldn't be on them as much as it is when Jerry Jones is talking nobody says anything about San Diego and Phillip Rivers because guess what it's expected you know what I'm saying? It's expected they win or they, they start winning the game, and at some point they know something's going to go wrong in San Diego. Rivers are throwing interceptions. So the expectation in San Diego is totally different than the expectation in Dallas and in Philly. In Philly, they expect the Eagles to win. In Dallas, we expect to hear something from, from Jerry Jones. But in San Diego, we expect the Chargers to, to give it a good effort. But then at some point towards the end of the game, they find a way to lose. So it's, it's three different expectations. You know, quarterback, which all of them have supposedly franchise quarterback, but which one of them is playing up the expectation? You know, right. and, and, and when Dallas put that team together and they opened that new stadium, Dallas had the team to go to the Super Bowl on paper. And that's what everybody, you know, said. That's what everybody expected. They didn't live up to their expectations. They've been the talk of the town for a couple of years now, okay? So it... It just it goes full circle. Nobody's immune to it, and, and neither is Philadelphia. Mike Pitt. Guys, we got to take a quick break, and then when we come back. We're gonna finish this, and then we got to talk about these Lakers. What's going on there in um, L.A. Town? That's over there. You're making a wood glove. You be out, right? Man, guess what? I don't want to even hear about them sorry Lakers <laughs> and Kobe. We'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. 
Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, this is James Loving. We're back with Loving That Sports Talk and TJ. Is that T? I'm here, Love. And Glove, how hot is it out there, Glove? Tell us one more time. You know what? Actually, I, I left downtown San Diego and went across town, so now it's only 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub it in right there. Rub it in. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything about, you know, running around with a pair of shorts and flip-flops on today. I'm not going to go through all that with you guys, you know. <laughs> What'd you run around in, Terry? Oh, I got off the slacks and a tie. Well, he was missing a long john and underwear, right? <laughs> All right. He's talking about the, the ear muffs and that scarf he got around his neck. <laughs> right. And, and the automatic car warmer they press before he go to the car. <laughs> right. He got, he, got some hand, he got some shoe warmers in his boots. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 46 here. We're all right. We're all right. We ain't gone there yet. It's 46 degrees here. <laughs> he won't mention that the first state that got snow last week, right? <laughs> oh, you guys got snow last week, TJ? Yes, we did. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, interesting. Well, guys, we're going to turn it off, get off my eagle. You might just change it real quick. But I was looking at sports, and, uh, and now everything with these jets is trying to come out. You see the players? Talk about we never thought T.O. would be our starting starting quarterback. We never thought he would, you know, all he is is Mr. Wildcat. Are they dogging T.O. now? They, you know, was this a, just a circus for them or what? Right. You know, I don't think so. Here's the deal with with T.O. And, yeah. and you got to understand the players. 
you know, the players weren't um, necessarily the ones pulling for Tebow. They don't. They didn't have any say in that, and, and whether they got Tebow or not. And, I mean, they see what Tebow does. They seen what Tebow did last year. Is is Tebow uh, the one for them? And and they're saying no. <laughs> they're saying he's a horrible quarterback. You know, he's a good athlete. He's. They're not saying anything about his character as a person. But they think Mark Sanchez isn't their best chance to win. Um, who can who can argue with that? I mean, they're the ones playing. They're the ones going to practice. They're the ones in the locker room. They know better than you or me or anybody else talking about it. So, you know, Tebow took, from my understanding, Tebow took the, the, the snaps to the, this week, supposedly, and he's not performing. So that's on, that's that's on Tebow. Isn't that what we've been saying all along, Glove, for last year we were with Denver and now? Isn't that what we were saying? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's, it's, I'm not a Tebow fan, so so... But, but I am going to support him as an athlete. And, and my thing is this, and we've had these conversations over and over again. Just like, sad to say, Jerry Jones, Rex Ryan in New York likes attention as well. So he does things for the sake of drawing attention to the Jets. So he brings Tebow in knowing that he's not going to play Tebow a quarterback or start Tebow a quarterback, but – it had created a controversy with Mark Sanchez to think about it. They go bring Tebow in, they sign Sanchez to an extension. What's the purpose of bringing Tebow if you're going to extend your quarterback? Okay, so now, you know, it kind of makes Mark Sanchez play with a, a gun with, like, Russian roulette. You know what I'm saying? Because in the back of his mind, at any minute, unless they're saying something different, he could be pulled out the game and Tebow could be put in. But... For the sake of Tebow, here it is. I don't even think they're 500, and he hasn't been placed in the game. You've got to give him a chance to at least fail, which we've said before, James. You've got to give him a chance to fail so we can stop having this Tebow mania stuff. Because as long as he stay on the sidelines and he doesn't play, we're going to continue Tebow mania. So if we put him in and we let him play, Tebow mania goes away. But we've got to understand, Glove, the we. Okay, the team says we don't look at him as a quarterback. We look at him as a wildcat guy. Okay, that's the we right there. Now, if you as a coach go to put Tim Tebow in the game and sit Mark Sanchez, what's that saying to the to the rest of the team? And and that's the thing that that I think we got to think about as well. What's that going to do to the locker room? Okay, and that's also something that I don't think anybody's looking at. But, you know what, you know, I, Glover, agree. I, I agree with you, Terry, definitely. But, Glover, I don't agree with you on one thing when you said you got to put him in the game. Isn't it always say that, you know, you practice like you're going to play? And, Glover, how many times that when Denver, they were saying, hey, in practice, people were throwing themselves, he can't throw the ball. Now these guys saying in practice, I mean, if he can't throw the ball in practice, Glover, with your own guys, how are you going to do that in the game? But you keep saying put him in the game, Glover. And I don't think the game would have changed from practice, do you? Look, when he was in Denver, you guys can say what you want to say. The kid was drafted as a quarterback from college. The kid has proven that he can win ball games. Now, has he proven on a consistent basis? No, because no one's given him a chance. But guess what? Mark Sanchez has had a Super Bowl team for what, what has it been, three, four, five years now? And he hasn't done anything. So the least you can do to give this kid a chance so we can be done with it, it's, I mean, the least you can do for this kid is give him a chance. 
it's not like he can do any worse than what the Jets are already, you know, what their record is already. But what's the well, first half of Tebow going in? They lose? Guess what? They're losing with their franchise quarterback. Hey, Glove, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. But my point I'm trying to make is, is that you've got to convince the team to go along with this decision as well. And that's where I think people don't realize that that may be part of the problem, why people haven't been starting, why Mark Sanchez hasn't been minutes, because the guys are probably saying, look, Mark gives us the best chance to win. So along with, you know, put people in to be successful, and, and, and yeah, we've said that and we've talked about that, and that's the only way we're going to get rid of this people mania. And people have to understand, and, and we have to understand the last thing that people saw from Tim Tebow was him taking the Denver Broncos to the playoffs, okay? That's the last thing people saw of Tim Tebow. But does that make him a good quarterback? No, probably not. But that's what we saw. So, you know, we're, we're, we're living on the last thing we saw. These guys who go to practice with Tim Tebow every day are probably, you know, they're wondering, well, why in the heck would we bench Mark Sanchez, you know, and put this guy in? He's horrible. Terry. Uh, and you, you made a good point. And Glover, I want you guys to tell me how many games um, Denver had won eight games when Tebow came in. How many of those games really did Tim win? You got to look at uh, McGahee running the ball or the kicker. How many games actually did Tim won out of those eight? See, y'all, y'all keep saying that Tim Tebow won these games and took them to the playoffs. Was it really Tim, or was it the whole team? That defense was playing good. And and I agree with you there, too, Love. No, I'm not saying it was Tim Tebow that did all of this, okay? Because you don't – one person, you got to win the game. Okay, and we've talked about that before. Um, it was the coll- it was a collective effort from the defense, from the special teams, from, from everybody else. I mean, well, who said Tim who Tebow they won the game? didn't lose the game, I guess, would be the best thing to say. He didn't lose the game. Glove? I'll say it. And I'll say it, and I'll say it again. Defense wins Super Bowl. That's that's the bottom line. You can say what you want to say. At some point, a good defense will stop a good offense any day because of athletes on defense and offense. But anyway, what you guys are talking about is we've had this conversation before. Denver's defense was very strong. You can see right now with Peyton Manning over there, and we're not going to make the whole Peyton Tebow deal. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Denver's defense has been solid. Yes, kicker won three, four, five of the game, but Tebow had to get them within kicking range for the kicker to kick the field goal to win the game. All I'm saying is, and you guys said it before, and both of you guys just talked about the players don't see Tebow as they started. And for me, I think it's a smoking gun because they're trying to do whatever it takes to build Mark Sanchez's confidence because he has no confidence. He can't. He can't take them on a winning drive. He can't win the game in the fourth quarter with his arm. Now, Ebo has been proven to drive a team down the field in the fourth quarter, pull the game on the line, and put them in a position to win. I'm not saying Tebow's the greatest thrower. I'm not saying Tebow's the greatest quarterback. But Tebow's athletic. He gives you a different look. And all I'm saying, which I've said before, I'm not a fan, but I think guess what? What's, what's the Jets' record right now? It's under 500. So why not? It's not, saying, it's not saying you don't believe in Mark Sanchez. It's saying that you're trying to do whatever it takes to win this dang game that's coming in front of you. And guess what? If he will get in there for a quarter and he doesn't play, throw Sanchez back in. That's probably what he needed to do is to sit down in order to get his head right to go forward. 
but but glove. I mean, and then we run into the same thing. Well, you're not giving people a chance. I mean, we spoke on this last year, glove, when when with Galen was was calling in with Tebow and and love. I know you remember. I said, yeah. give the kid a chance. He's either going to succeed or he's going to fail. But you've got to find a team to do that. And the Jets are saying the players, in my opinion, are saying we're not that team. You send Tebow somewhere else. Let them give Tebow a shot. And that's what I think is going on. I, I don't think the players want Tim Tebow to be their starting quarterback. Hey, you made a good point, Terry. It's like you said, a team, but he's not a quarterback. You know, just it's not going to happen. And like right. you said it. You got to change the offense and the players to what Tim Tebow is, and that's a wildcat. That's all he's ever going to be. He can't be nothing else. Yeah, he can throw one or two passes here and there, but he's not that quarterback that can throw 30 or 40 times a game. It's not going to happen. And love, and and that's our opinion, and I agree with that opinion, okay? But we have to understand, just like Glover was saying, what was the last thing that the fans and the people, the Tebow fans, saw? They saw Tebow taking the Denver Broncos to the playoffs. It was Tebow, okay? That's what they seen. Tebow needs a year or two years to be a quarterback, starting quarterback, so he can either succeed or he can fail for the naysayers to, to be quiet and, and say, okay, we're done with people, just like Glove said. But who's going to be the team to give him that shot? And that's what Tim Tebow was looking for, is a team to give him that shot. Well, guys, we got to take one more break. I mean, not one more break, take another break. When we get come back, we're going to talk about the Lakers at the inside. That Hey, Glover told us some things I didn't even know, Terry, so... Hey, it's, it's very interesting what's going on with these Lakers, and you know, and I think, hey, Kobe's running everything. So, whatever <laughs> happened over there, Kobe's the man over there. So, we'll be right yeah. back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hedrick, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Love, you Loving That Sports Talk. Got that cold still. <laughs> Go ahead, Terry. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think it's a, a Sunday afternoon cold you still got on you. Uh, hey, hey, Terry, uh, Terry, it's that uh, Philadelphia flu. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. That's what I think it is. <laughs> hey, I gotta take those beans. You know, I gotta take those beans. But you know what? I think you guys, when we're gonna break, y'all made a good point. I wanna kind of end this, but we don't talk about legs, but we always looking for, I don't know if it's us or what the, the team does for a scapegoat. Um, I think Glover mentioned that, you know, we're everybody looking for Sanchez and all like that, but the team doing bad. Everybody blaming on Michael Vick. Everybody blaming on Sanchez. They want Tebow. Each team, look at the um, New Orleans. They blame it on because all the coaches, will, it's not their payton. So that's why they lose it. Is that with everything we look for something to pick the blame on and the real problems themselves? Well, I, I think that's what it is, Glove. And it goes back to the questions that Love was asking us previous show. You know, who's to blame? You know, I, you know, who lost the game? Can can Tony Romo lose the game? Can Michael Vick lose the game? Well, no, because there's other other plays that could have helped decide the game. So it's a collective thing. You're not just to have one person that you can rely on to say, okay, this person's going to win me this game. So. No, but when Mark Sanchez is playing bad, he's playing bad. But you can't forget about the defense. You can't forget about the special teams. Okay, you can't forget about the guy that missed the open field tackle and, 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 and lets the guy run for a first down, keep the clock rolling, and you're under three minutes. Okay, and it's third down. You can't forget about those things. So it's collectively. It's not just a Mark Sanchez thing. It's not just a Michael Vick thing. Okay, it's never been just a Tony Romo thing. Or a Philip Rivers thing, or whoever you want to put it on. I mean, it's collectively as a team. You play this game as a team. Let me ask you this, Terry. Glover, I don't know if you agree with this, but when when um, Alex Smith had a bad game, I can't remember who they played, and everybody like, oh, he is a quarterback. Alex Smith was that same quarterback last year that I keep telling everybody that he wasn't that great. And now when he had a bad game, everybody, he ain't the quarterback. He shouldn't have been. That's the way Alex Smith was, you know, and he's never been good. Am I right? I think for me, you got to remember, Alex Smith is San Diego. I take it for my San Diego boy. Look at Alex Smith was the number one draft pick. Is is he uh, Tom Brady? No. Um, Drew Brees? No. Is he is he in that caliber of play? No. But with the defense that they have, just remember, Baltimore went to the uh, Super Bowl and won with a quarterback from Fresno State that didn't cause any turnovers or create any turnovers. So in San Francisco's mindset, they're looking for the same thing from Alex Smith. Don't have a lot of turnovers. Keep it to a minimum. 
will win the game because of everybody we have around you. And that's what I see from, from a San Francisco standpoint. You know, is we're going to finally think about it. Seven years or eight years, whatever it was, he'd have five, six, seven different offensive coordinators. So he could never get under a system or get a system behind him. It was like every year he never was able to get comfortable. So now he has a system where he's, a, where he's allowed to, to get into the system. So I think he had a good year last year. He had some up and downs this year. And, and I think it's in the years to come, it's going to only get better. You know, those teams that have balance are the teams that are successful. It doesn't matter if you have an outstanding quarterback or if you've got a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees, like you say, Glove. You have to have balance, both on offense and defense. And if you can do that, you can get away with, you know, with, with a uh, Alex Smith and, and, and not having a Drew Brees or a, or a Tom Brady. You know, I mean, and you, you just got to have balance. You got to have a decent defense. Your offense has got to be able to move the ball, and you have to do what it is that you're supposed to do. And everybody does their job. You know, so you can get away with a quarterback. They called him the game manager or something like that last year. Well, that's that's the way Kyle Orton was. Kyle Orton didn't make you know drastic mistakes, and um, I, I thought Kyle Orton is kind of like an Alex Smith type quarterback. Yeah, remember when the league was, you know, you had to have a good running back to win the Super Bowl. Remember when it came out and said, that? got to have a running back. So everybody went and got all these running backs. Then, you know, what Glover said, you got to have the defense. got to have a defense to win the Super Bowl. I think each year it's something to change over and over. you got to have this to win it. you got to have that to win it. You know, am I right? I, I don't think there's a, a, a formula. I think you just have to be a balanced team. Okay, you got to be a balanced team. If you you look at the teams that have won, yeah, did they have outstanding quarterbacks? You know, Green Bay, yeah, yeah. I mean, they kicked everybody's butt, but they also played good on defense. Well, they also moved the ball on offense. They scored touchdowns. Um, the New York Giants, when they started playing as a balanced football team, when that defense started playing, and then here comes Eli Manning. He starts playing good. They got the running backs. There were a balanced team. Toward the end of that that year, and, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's just balance. I, I don't think it's a key player if it's a a, a star quarterback or a star running back or whatever. Uh, I think you got to have balance and consistency. What do you think, Well, No, I, I I agree, I agree. But at the end of the day, I agree totally. But at the end of the day, it's still your championship comes to your defense. Think about it. New England scoring points. Or no, let me go back one further. When Philadelphia had that great team with Randall Cunningham, Chris Carter, I mean, when they had that heck of a team, when Randy Moss was a, a rookie. <coughs> that was Minnesota. I mean, excuse me, Minnesota. And they played Atlanta in the playoffs, the championship game, and Atlanta had those rookie cornerbacks. They were able to stop Randy Moss, Jake Reed, Robert Smith, Excuse me, Randall Cunningham and all those guys, Chris Carter. Defense. Not taking anything from the offense, but defense. You know, when Baltimore won, look at their defense. When the Saints won, look at their defense. When the Giants beat the Patriots when they were undefeated, you know, with Randy Moss, defense made big plays. You know, you can attribute a lot of wins 
in Super Bowls and championship games and games like that to defenses. Whose defense is going to hold in the fourth quarter when the team is driving? A Super Bowl, a Super Bowl defense. That's who's going to hold the offense out the end zone. Now you guys are talking about the change in, in the NFL. Yeah, at one point it was the running back. Now it's the tight end game. You got to have a tight end or you got to have two tight ends. You got to have people that can stretch the field. And now you see tight ends that are six five, six six, running like their receivers and running backs. So, you have, like, Vernon Davis in, in San Francisco, you know, or the Gakowskis in New England. Or you look at Johnny Graham, you know, look at Graham in, in New Orleans. So you look at guys, and now it's a tight ends game. You know, But these tight ends can fly. It's not that big old slow tight end. It's hard to get off the ball. They can't do anything. Now these guys are running four fours and four threes at, at six foot six and six five. Well, guys, I hate to turn the conversation, but you're right, Glove. I, I want to still, man, I can't wait to next. I want to comment on what you said for Minnesota. I just want to throw it out there real quick. I think Minnesota lost that game because they started playing conservative, Glove, and changed what they were doing. I agree. That's why they lost. You know, am I right? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Denny yeah. Green got conservative. Yep, yep. He played. Anyway, let me, let me read this email. That we got guys, because I want to read it. We got to this question for this guy. It says, uh, God, we got two minutes to break. Okay. Well, do, do we think the Miami Heat will repeat and why? Go ahead, guys. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's possible. It's just oh, hello. Yeah, sorry, Terry. And that's Craig from Minnesota. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Um, it's just hard to say because, you know, you got so many things. If everybody's healthy, yeah, injuries, you know, that's always going to be a part of the game. It's going to be an issue. So without, you know, foreseeing that, yeah, Miami Heat has the team. Um, they've added shooters um, with uh, uh, Boston Celtic with Ray Allen, um, and they've got Richard Lewis. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think with their same core guys that they had last year, yeah, absolutely, they've got the team to, to repeat. Um, will they have a better record than last year? I don't know. Um you know, can everybody stay healthy? Can D-Wade stay healthy? Um, those are the questions you have to ask yourself. But, yeah, that team is built to repeat. Another. Oh, I agree. I, I, I agree, TJ. If, if you look at it, if you look at what the Heat did in the offseason with, with the guys that they picked up, they picked up guys similar to what they had that, that would help them in the long run. You know, Mike Miller's injured with what he did in the finals last year. So, Mike Miller's injured the first half of the season. Well, guess what? We bring in Ray Allen that, that pretty much does the same thing that Mike Miller did in the final. So they're consistent there. Not, now not only do they have one, but now they have two three-point shooters outside of everything else they have. Then they go out and get a long, a long man in Rashard Lewis that can, that can shoot the three-point ball as well as give you that consistent <laughs> jump shot. So, so did they get better, and can they repeat? Well, yeah, bar, bar injuries, you know, at the right time, who stays healthy, and things like that. But they've geared up to, to make a couple of championship runs in a row. Okay. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, that's cool. So, that. This is where we see where all these teams build up all these talented players, and they still can't win, though. You know what I'm saying? You got all these players like Oh, they should blow two people. Remember that year when Lakers had Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Remember that? Yeah. Kobe, and you got all these players 
and you build up that team, and everyone's like, oh, they should run through people. They got this, this, and that. But players team can't, they can't play together, you know, with all this talent, you know, and we see that a lot. Before you guys ask us, we'll take our last break, and then we'll come back. We got to uh, talk more about this then. We got to get that Lakers in, guys. Well, yeah. how hot is it out there? Hey, man, I told you, it's still 75, 76, baby. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. James Loving, hope to love our sports talk at TJ. Is that there? I'm here, love. And Glenn, one more time. How, how did he say? I, I, I didn't hear you. Hey, you know what? It's 76 degrees in the shade. <laughs> hey, hey, Glove, I think I'm neglected, Terry. I'm sorry. Terry, how, how did you say it was there? <laughs> hey, you need a coat, Glove. You need a jacket. <laughs> you coming out here. Bring a jacket. Hey, hey, Glove, first of all, he had on slacks and a T-shirt with a tie, right? Right, right, right. Now you need a coat. Now you need a coat. <laughs> well, you need a coat, Glove. You need a coat. <laughs> we got we got to get on these Lakers. I think you know 
you got this dream team. You say it's a dream team. You, get, you know, you got Dwight Howard, Steve Nash. You came over with Gasol. You know, and then now they try to coach him five days. You blame the coach for that? Just because he got a slow start? You know that team got to connect. You know, look what the uh, Miami did when they started. They didn't fire Eric. So why didn't they let this guy go? And then the thing with Phil, you know, I, I heard something different, like you say, Eric. But why do you think they did that? Well, it's two different teams, two different set of circumstances. Um, the Lakers weren't supposed to start off as slow as they did. They're implementing something new, not necessarily something that I think the organization was wanting to happen. Um, that's what I think. Uh, and it didn't work out so well for for the coach. So Five, game, five games, Terry? Hey, it, it don't matter. I mean, it, it, it don't start with the season, okay? This starts way back in training camp, okay? Uh, that's where it starts at, in training camp. And if what you're doing in training camp doesn't show in the regular season, then he was gone. That's just, that's just the bottom line. That's my opinion. Okay, this isn't something that they just said, okay, well, first game, guess what? We're going to try this new offense. No, that's not the way it worked. They had preseason games. They had training camp. Um, this is something that's been brewing probably since then. Uh, you don't just fire a coach after five games. So, no, it wasn't the five games the reason why he got fired. This was something that happened way back in training camp. You talk about the Heat. The Heat didn't start out like that, okay? They didn't start out like that. Yeah, it does take time for, for players to play together and, you know, to learn cohesiveness and, and learn the offense. But, no, it wasn't anything like this. It was two different circumstances. Well, you believe that because the Heat, they had the same expectation they had with the Lakers, right? Well, look, I mean, you got to look at it from this standpoint right here. Kobe never wanted Mike Brown from the beginning. From the beginning, Kobe didn't want Mike Brown. And it was evident, and nor did the fans in L.A. want Mike Brown. As, as quiet as kept, Brian Shaw was supposed to get that job with the Lakers. Once Phil Jackson left, Brian Shaw should have got the job. Brian Shaw didn't get the job, so they bring in Mike Brown. Remember, they even talked about Byron Scott. They were talking about if Lakers should have got the job before Mike Brown got the job. You know, Brian Shaw had tutored on the field since he had been in L.A. with the Lakers. So who wouldn't? Who would you give the job to a guy who's too good to quote-unquote as some of you guys say the best coach to ever coach the game? I don't think so. I, I feel differently, but but no one in L.A. ever gave Mike Brown a chance, nor did they like Mike Brown as a coach. And I they panicked because think about it. he wants to run the Princeton, and Steve Nash is standing on offense. He's getting beat on defense. He's old. The white part is playing as he normally plays. Gasol is up and down. Kobe can't do it anymore like he used to. So it's just a again, it's a collective and a collective issue that we're talking about with the Lakers. Yeah, but I mean you said it Kobe and all like that. Is they expected too much for this team guys now? Just because they added these players? You know, Kobe's not the same Kobe and that's the person gonna be Steve Nash not the same Steve Nash, right? And I think you're right. I was very solid. But I don't. I don't know that they're expecting too much. I mean, they're they're a talented team. Let's not forget that. And as far as Phil Jackson being the best coach, I don't necessarily agree with that. Phil Jackson had the best players. Okay, Phil Jackson coached Michael Jordan, who got him six rings. Okay, he had a Shaq and Kobe. So, um, that speaks for itself. But no, as far as as far as uh, 
I don't think so, Love. They, they're a talented team, and I don't think there's been too much expected of them because with the White Howard and Steve Nash, the way they can play now, it's no different than the Knicks picking up a Jason Kidd. I mean, these guys can still play, okay? Um, yeah, that's 37, 38 years old, but these guys know the game of basketball. Glover. Glover, I don't know if you agree with me, there, but Terry said, you know, Phil Jackson's not the best. Name me one coach, guy that didn't go to a team that's already set to win. I mean, look at uh, Switzerland when Jimmy Johnson left. Those teams, these coaches not going to no team that's 0-12 and, and build no championship. None of the, the great coaches, like you say, Phil or a Parcel or, you know, all these other coaches. That, that, who's going to a bad team and, and, and uh, making them a championship? Okay, love, but listen, listen to what you just said. You said who's going to a bad team, developing and making them into a good team. Most coaches go to a good team and win. You're right. That's, right. that's a that's, that makes your job easier. But here's here's my here's my problem, and, and TJ kind of said some of it. But here's my issue. Bill Jackson had Michael Jordan. He built Bill that Jackson team. Had, Bill Jackson had Kobe and Shaq. Okay. Now, if, if Bill Jackson wanted to be considered the guru and the Zen master and the best coach, send him down there to Charlotte. Let me see him build a team in Charlotte. Let him win the championship team with a championship in Charlotte. Then he gets the nod. I get tired of hearing about Phil, and he's the greatest when the the Boston Celtics still have the most championships in a row. Red Arbeck, Casey Jones, all of them in a row have the most championships. Nobody's ever said that, and nobody ever mentioned all that. Say, well, Phil, in modern time, he's a Zen master. Give me Michael Jordan. Give me Kukos. Give me Scotty Pippins, give me B.J. Armstrong, give me that that core of guys he had. Give me Shaq, give me Ori, give me Kobe. You know, give me Derek Fisher when he was younger. Give me, I mean, look at look at who we're talking about. You know, you're right, Pat Pat Riley with the Heat, Pat Riley with the Lakers. But I need to see. Remember when Pat Riley first got there, Magic was just getting there. Kareem was there. You know. But I get tired. Everybody always make a comparison. I always want to say, oh, well, you know, we need Phil Jackson back in L.A., and he'll take the Lakers back where they need to go. Whatever. You're a Chicago boy. You like Phil Jackson, love. You no, know, I just – and I know what you're saying, and but you got to look at – East Coast did something what they did. Like, look at Buddy Wayne with the bear. He, he went to 46. Phil went to triangle offense. I know what you're saying. They go in there and they got all these players, but it's something that they did to change the game, right? But he changed the defense, am I right? The 46, when they won with the Bears. Phil came with the triangle offer with, with Michael, and they built that team. He got the right players in there to build. Uh, and definitely, none of these coaches ain't going to go with the Bobcat. Oh, they they, they over in the 100, you know, and, and build a championship. They're not going to do that because nowadays it's not about, it's about winning because if you don't win, you get fired, right? Yeah, but, but, but still, well, I mean, just like we're talking about, and I agree with with love. Since Phil Jackson won them teams, you don't hear you don't you don't see anybody out there going trying to get him, you know, because he don't want to go there. Why why doesn't he want to go there if he's this Zen master and he can make this triangle offense work? Why not? You know, and I mean we're talking about Michael Jordan, okay? We're talking about Kobe Bryant. We're talking about Shaquille O'Neal, Scottie Pippen. These are the players that Phil Jackson had the luxury of coaching. Okay, um, 
I think I could have been okay with 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 that setup. Um, I I mean I'm not taking anything away from Phil, but you can't sit up there and give him all this credit because he's this that or the other when he's coached. I mean, basically he's coached Hall of Fame players. Um, and you're talking about some of the greatest players of all time. So I'm with Glove. I, I don't think that it's all about Phil. Um, and I don't know what Phil could do with these set of Lakers either because these are different players. Dwight Howard's a different cat. He's not a skilled deal. Look, don't get me wrong. Only got, only got two seconds. They got cut it off. No, let me go real quick. Don't get me wrong. I think Phil's a great coach, but he's not the greatest. Right. We'll finish this next week. They got cut it off to a second. But, guy, let's keep this, and we'll get right back to this next week and then ask for some more of these emails we got. Okay. Hey, love. Who's the champ? Huh? Who's the champ, love? Say it again. Me and you. Who's the champ, love? Oh, you the champ. You the man. Okay, that's what I want to hear. You the man. You the man. I'm so glad that they had us cut off before I said that. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.